Welcome to another edition of the QPR podcast, otherwise known as United in Misery, Together in Defeat. And it's not even funny actually anymore, but never mind, as Morrissey once said, this joke isn't funny anymore. I'm joined tonight by um, Kevin McSweeney, long-time QPR fan. When was your first game? 1973. Paul Curtis <coughs> as well, from New York City. I feel I should do a kind of a really pathetic attempt at an American accent, but I'm not going to because I can't even do a Belfast one. Yeah, your Irish accent's good enough, mate. Someone, someone said it. I went and talked. Not anyway. I went on a radio today, and someone says, "Oh, you sound Scottish." Devastated. You all sound Scottish to me. All the Irish. I feel, I feel bad for Scottish people if they sound like me. I tell you. Um, anyway, welcome from New York. Thank you, sir. Do you want to mention anyone in the New York Rangers? To, to, oh, um, the boys. You, the boys in the QPR NYC. And uh, yeah. What, you got Tom, you got Mick, you got Sam, you got Andy, you got Oswald, not his real name. You got What's his Fitzy. real name? Mostly. He, he doesn't want anyone to know. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he, he's a bit of a boy. Oh? Yeah. Okay. Good bunch of lads, brilliant bunch of lads. Ever in New York, go and see him at the Football Factory at Legends Bar on 33rd Street under the Empire State Building. Do you reckon they watch the game on Saturday? Yeah, they watch every game. They're brilliant. Jesus. They watch the, you know, last night they were trying to find a bar with the right bandwidth so they can go and watch the Bristol City game. They were traipsing all over Brooklyn looking for a bar. These lads are the real deal. And uh, they're just brilliant lads. I don't get down there as much as I should, as much as I can, but the boys are the real deal. The, the idea one day is we're going to take the podcast to New York, and you heard it here first. We will do. And we, you know, we, 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 we should do a tour. I think it'd be great, wouldn't it? Me and Fraser together as a double act going across the world and arguing. It'd be marvellous. Who wouldn't queue up? <coughs> Kevin, I, I know you were there Saturday because I saw you. Paul, you were definitely there Saturday because you sat beside me. We're going to have to discuss it. We're going to Listen, a lot of people say the podcast is too close to the club. Other people say we're too negative towards the club. We're never going to please everyone. We can't. It's impossible. Um, in the same way that some people think I was too close to Mark Burton because I knew him for 30 years or too close to Kevin Gallen. But we're all QPR fans. We all have an honest opinion. And I've got to be honest with you, Saturday at one all at half time, did you see that happening in the second half? Because apparently everyone else did apart from us over there. I didn't think... I was surprised it was 1-1 at half time because the way, they, way we were being opened up we were making saving, ta- saving clearances and things like that, and it didn't, it didn't bode well. But what was the surprise was it was only three minutes between the, first, the goals, and then after that goal, we actually built a bit of momentum into the, towards, the end of the, towards the end of the half. So you're left thinking, hang on, we, don't, we shouldn't be 1-1. We are 1-1. Let's see what, what, if we build on this. And I think Lungo had a shot that went past the bar, past the bar and post a few minutes into the half. Mm. And that was the last of it. So from that moment, from two goals in two minutes, when it goes 2-1, 3-1, and your team that doesn't score many goals, you're like, oh, that's really it gone. But then it was how it, how it all fell apart that was the, po- the point. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, from my point of view, I was sitting beside Paul and, other, and I, I was happily waving to the West Brom fans, <laughs> letting them know the score when we equalised, they were giving us stuff, and... Um, they looked really shaky at the back. And I just, all the way through the game, I'm thinking, if we can get behind these guys, we'll cause them problems because they weren't that good at the back. And frighteningly good going forward. There's no question about that. They're clinical. Oh, they're very good. And that Harvey Barnes they had, I don't know where they got him on. He's on loan from Leicester. But I didn't think the whole team had confidence, though, West Brom. They, they did didn't, after it. You know, I mean... They do now. People look at, their, look at the players and see, you know, that's Kieran Gibbs bombing down the... Bombing down the, as fullback and look at, but they didn't because they were a team that didn't win many games of football last year. There's a lack of confidence, but they they made he made a change, didn't he? McLaren after 20 minutes, he swapped Ezzy, he swapped his wings because uh, Kakai was just getting hammered by Kieran Gibbs. Support, yeah. yeah, that's what I don't understand. I know, and Ezzy wasn't supporting. I was very disappointed with Ezzy. I thought he uh, was very lackadaisical in his attitude. He really made me mad. Uh, and I don't get mad at players that often. I thought he wasn't chasing back, he wasn't chasing balls, he wasn't running after things. Now, everyone sees games differently. Of course. 
And uh, I, I, I got mad at him when he went off. I could see why he went off, and I was surprised he played uh, last night. But has uh, he been played too? De- the problem is, though, he should be operating between the centre, the centre circle, and the pe- and the penalty Absolutely. box. Absolutely. And you're seeing him go Out back wide. to receive yeah. balls in places that he shouldn't be receiving balls. Agreed. And really, the cover. And he shouldn't be out wide. The cover, the cover for the fullbacks has to come come from wide midfield. So that's why everyone always relates to a four four two because you go, it gives natural cover. So you're seeing teams are really chasing us with the balls down the wing. You look last night, they'd be putting balls down yeah. over Bidwell, wouldn't they? Yeah. Every well, come team to last night. And we I know. In. Sorry, I, but just a point on Saturday, it's that same trick. They're, everyone's after us down the wings, believing we can be got at. Do you know my problem with Ezzy is, and I think he's a great player, but, and I said it in the first podcast, I, the number 10 chart is such a beautiful thing. It's such a, such a reward. But you've got to be got to own that shirt. You know, I'd rather that shirt was retired than worn by people. I, you know, I, I saw glimpses in Ezzy where he should be wearing the number 10 shirt but, when he's in the middle, not when he's out on the wing. But the thing is, Paul, it's still got to be earned. It's still got to be a shirt that you've got to have two or three good seasons and then one day you go in the training room. Can you imagine you going into the, 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 the changing rooms and there it is in your peg, number 10, yeah. you've made it, rather than overhyping the kid. Because let's face it, it's a lot of the bollocks, really, sometimes football. It's quite simple. We're talking about FFP. We're talking about all the kids. Saturday... It wasn't kids. Last oh, night men. Wasn't, They're grown men, yeah. It wasn't kids. I mean, some of the QPR stats put up the performances yeah. and you kind of look at it and you're going, okay, enough of the nonsense. This, this, this was a, a relatively good, put-together, combatant championship team yeah. that should have gone to West Brom. We, I mean, we, we equalised, and I think it was probably the only shot we had up until that stage. It was dangerous. And I thought, you know what? They're going to go to pieces we can hold out, we can get the point, because it's so desperate to get that one point, yeah. to, to, to get that monkey off a back from way. And I was practically in tears. And I'm a grown man, I'm nearly 50 years of age, it's ridiculous. You're not 50 yet, no? Not really. Oh, wow. I've seen my daughter being born, I cried. I cried at the playoff final against Cardiff, I'll be honest. I cried at Oldham. I'm a bit gobby like that, I will cry. Um, Emotional. Emotional maybe, I don't know. But that Saturday, I was because my pride was on the floor, it, it kind of went for a walk somewhere. And that's what I hear. I, I don't want to look at the... My biggest problem on Saturday wasn't just the result. It was a reaction from the players afterwards. I'm kind of wanting... No, no clapping. You don't need to clap. We didn't need to clap them. They didn't need to clap us. Walk towards us. Front us. Look at us. Look us in the eye. Steve McLaren, the same, and his 19 coaches, come over to us and look at the fans, and look at the reaction. Wasn't it many of that's us That's a German, that, well, I must admit, I wasn't there, but that's a, German, that's a German philosophy. When you lose, you still have to go over to your fans and show them yeah. respect. We didn't just lose, though. We... No, no, but I'm just, I've seen it in Berlin where things are being thrown at them for losing at home, and they all go over and applaud and things, and they all, they all go and face it up. See, that what annoyed me was, Steve, obviously comes out Monday, it's not acceptable. What's not acceptable, Steve, is that you did not come towards us. You walked down the tunnel. Yeah. You know, come to the fans. Yes, you might get abused. Yeah, but I'm going to bloody respect After you. After that, you should be abused. You know, come to us, talk to us, look at us, and look us in the eye. That's all I wanted people to do was look us in the eye and tell. We, we left London early. We went up. We had a, a few drinks. We had a bit of a um, and. and what really upsets me is no one's going to games now thinking we can win this. People are going, I'm going to get as drunk as possible. I'm going to have a great good day out. And the 90 minutes in between is immaterial. That's not the QPR way. That's not the QPR that I grew up with. We could take the world on. We could go, go anywhere. Yes, we used to get tanked. But we're getting tanked too often now. And that's another thing that upsets me. Every season we get a tanking. And it's, it's almost become like an acceptable. Yeah. How yeah. is losing 7-1 acceptable? Some clubs would sack an entire squad for that. Yeah. You know, you, I was at Sheffield. I know everyone says it was Sheffield Wednesday when Gavin Peacock scored with us. So I actually was there. And it was a different feeling. We were shell-shocked that night. But on Saturday, if that game had continued for another 10 minutes, we could have been facing double figures without a shadow of a doubt because they give up. And giving up is not the QPR way. It should never be the QPR way. It's us against the world. I felt, I felt bad for the fans that were leaving when it was 4 nothing. 
I seen them leaving. I thought, you, you poor sods, you've come all this way to watch this team, and they're just capitulating in front of you. What they mean four one? Yeah, when it was four one. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just, I stayed to the end, just barely, barely. I didn't stay just in yeah, case they don't. Just in case they uh, came clapping, the, the fans at the end. See, you know what? Keep your head down. I can see what you say about you know show some balls and come up and face the lads that uh, have come to cheer you on. But you know what? Uh, if I was a player, I'd get down that tunnel as quick as I can. I'd be embarrassed. No, I, I get uh, that, but I kind of also get. I said it when we got done by Newcastle at home. I want to see someone get sent off. Newcastle, yeah. that was the killing thing Thank you. about Newcastle. I want to see someone yeah. show a wee bit of kind of like, this is unacceptable, but you know what? Oh. I'm taking some bugger with me. Yeah. Kick, I, I, I've played in teams in New York and, you know, it's some like, kick, Mick now, who's in the QPR New York Supporters Club, he, he kicked lumps out of you. He would, he, he'd be sent off, but you'd know you'd been in the game if you're playing against him. And that's what upset me is yeah. we didn't even, you know, we, did, we picked up stupid bookings and stuff. But one listen, booking, scouring, that was one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a silly one as well. It's Stu for the penalty, yeah. yeah. And um, right, well, before we, we, we go to our guest, which is actually Adrian Charles, who's a West Brom fan, I want to get perspective on this. Yeah. And also a story that he knows about a QPR fan that I spoke to him about on Friday. I think we need to be careful with Ingham. I really do. I think he's going to need a lot of help. But did you think he should have played last night? No. I would see that's surprise. It's funny. It's funny how it can set a tone because you looked at the team and you went, "Oh, he's still he's kept Mac Ingham in," and you saw obviously Rangel came in for Kai and you feel like, "Well, that's not Kai That what does that do for his confidence?" But you thought with Ing- Ingham, well, really, I would have probably put Lumley in. But the thing is, to be honest, we with, with 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 Matt, it's kind of like you're trying to get him to play a game of football that he's not going to be able to play them on for Sunday. Well, that was good last night that they didn't. They stopped the two going back. The two centre-halves. The two centre-halves going back. Because, like you say, just because it's the vogue or you think it's the right way forward, you've got to do what's right for the players you have. It's not about what your coaching beliefs are. He, uh, for for a goalie that played in the lower leagues, for, you know, who's on loan at Northampton or what have you, his kicking is terrible. Now you think if you're at Northampton, you're launching that ball a lot more often than you are laying it off because shore. Is it a cricket pitch? Well, yeah, because it's. That's oh no, they moved place. years ago, Finney. But yeah. my. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I tried to make a quick joke. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for killing it, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. For young listeners, ignore yeah, but Kevin. his kicking is terrible. He should not have played last night. We we uh, got to win games. Do do? I don't care about his his psyche and and oh, you know man. and you know how the hell with that. You're a professional. Suck it up. You played really bad and. T- I wasn't at Preston. He played really bad at the two games I've seen. You're terrible. Lumley was okay against Peterborough. Play Lumley. I'm sorry. We've got to win games here. Oh, you know what? I feel really down. I got dropped. Well, it was tough. Suck it up, mate. You I- had your chance. You had your chance. Smithy's gone. You've, got your, you've had your chance. And you know what? You've messed it up. Let's give Lumley a chance. I think the problem is that their policy of the idea of actually getting a goalkeeper who'd had so many years' experience in League Two... And then, obviously, he was in under Hasselbank for the latter period of the season. And at that stage, you didn't know that Smithies were going to start the next season, mm. number one. But from then, whenever he's come in League Cup games, things like that. And at Brentford last year, his he- the hesitation that caused the penalty in him getting injured. Yeah. So then, yeah. from that point, he's, nev- he's never stopped. Then, then to handed, handled the mantle, I think their policy's gone wrong. He reminds, In that me, he reminds me a lot of Lee Harper, and I don't know why, but he does. It, it, it's, it's just the whole thing of just Derek Richardson. Oh, God. Um, but it, it kind of like, you know there's a good goalkeeper in there somewhere, but it's very rarely shown. But I do worry about his mental state because that can't be easy. What he went through on Saturday was horrendous. The kick in, the ridiculous suicidal kamikaze defending that we did at but times. What the was he doing passes. for the penalty? Trying to get himself sent off and get what? a break, I think. I don't think that was him, though. I think that was... He, he no, was, the he second was, penalty, he went mental. He, 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 he had a moment of non-clarity and yeah. decided to append your man and throw him in the stands. Listen, we're going yeah. to phone your man, Adrian, and see what he says from West Bromwich's point of view, which is something we don't normally do in the podcast. But tonight, let's change things. He's Adrian Charles. He's nice. He is. We've never done this before in the podcast, but we've got an opposition fan on, and... Um, the reason why is because he, he sent me a lovely text on Saturday and, and asked me what the, the problem was rather than gluten, and I like that. Welcome to the Queen's Park Rangers podcast, Adrian Charles. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Just so you know, I never gloat. 
Really? Never. <laughs> no, I never. Like, I can't bear. I can't bear when people do it to me because I don't do it to them. I did it once to a Wolves fan when Jordao scored in a game at Wolves about 14 years ago. And oh. I remember gloating then, and I felt terrible afterwards. So I just never do it. I never, ever do it. I genuinely felt sorry for you. I mean, I wouldn't have sent such a nice thing, you know, if you'd, if you'd, if you'd beaten us 2-1 in the last minute, I would have been, you know, I would have just grumbled and gone home and never spoken to you again. But, you know, I just, I don't know, I just, I'm too soft, I think. I'll just get a bit gutted for you. Um, from a West Brom point of view, how, how did that unfold in front of you? Well, I wasn't at our opening game of the season, but everyone says it was, everyone said it was like, it was just like that, you know, when we sort of dominated for a bit and then didn't. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden it sort of started to go wrong. Now, you know, obviously we scored, thought that's that. And then, you know, we're passing it around nicely. And then out of the blue, we got, uh, you know, you got a free kick and it, and it was in. It was just sort of a great delivery for the free kick, actually, but just... You know, just soft, and I thought, oh, that's how it's going to be. You know, we'll score, but we can't defend anymore. Having done nothing but defend under Pulis and defended very well, suddenly every time there's a free kick or corner, we can just assume that we're going to going to concede a goal. But you know, and then so I, you know, I felt pretty confident it would end up two-one to you then. But then oh, it God. all went a bit mad in the second half. Yeah, I, th- I think your fans ran out of songs to sing to us at one stage. Um, yeah. I was quite depressed because. I met you Friday. We did the thing in Radio 5 um, about yeah. Niles and stuff. And I think I said to you, I, I'm, I'm never sure what to expect from QPR, but I did not expect that. That just, it killed me. You know, listen, Adrian, you've, we've all been there, the premiership and everything else, but you, you get tanked and you come away from it. You think, okay, we played a world-class team. And West probably a decent side, but it just seemed to me that we just give up. And that's really hard to take as a football fan. But yeah, I mean, I suppose I see it with a different pair of, you know, with a di- different pair of glasses on. But the bung bung ones. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think you had some, you know, some big combative players, and you, I think maybe you were a bit ambitious against us. I mean, you were pressing us right up the pitch, you know. So I think Steve McLaren had worked out. Darren Moore's got it, in, got it into his head. He sort of hands words to Pep Guardiola. And we're gonna we're gonna play it out of defence the whole time. He tried to stop us doing that. I just think maybe that left you a bit exposed at the back. And also, you know, we had a Premier League season last year. You know, uh, when nothing went right, nothing went right. And now, sort of, everything's sort of going right. Suddenly, everything we try every time, Dwight Gale runs into the penalty area. Somebody sees fit to trip him up, and we get a penalty, which we then don't miss. You know, all these things that were going wrong last season suddenly seem to be suddenly seem to be going right. Um, but I don't know, I think, you know, much as I'm inclined to give in to despair on my own behalf, I wouldn't quite despair yet. Although, you know, four games, four defeats, you do start to wonder. You start to look for the value, I tell you. Kevin? Yeah. I suppose, I suppose the thing was that we were, we, were, we were pressing, but the point is we aren't the fastest team in the world. So then you, with people like Phillips and with the White Gale, you're always going to exploit that. But it's more the tomfoolery of some of our goals that was the depressing point. Yeah. If that makes um, sense. Yeah, it just, yeah, it, do, it does make sense. I just, I, I don't know, football is chaos. I can never work out why, what has happened. I mean, looking at it on the highlights, your defence still did appear to be all over the place. But if you say they just gave up, I mean, why would you give up? You know, what, what's, you know what, what is going wrong? I don't know. I mean, you're asking me the question, but I suppose I'm sort of asking you. It's, I'm asking myself. But I suppose the point is we'd say that, that if you're asking players to do things that are different to them and they're not comfortable with, like, I don't know if Darren Moore was doing similar to what Steve McLaren's doing, where he was encouraging the passing out to the side for the centre-backs and then obviously the players dropping off into the middle to collect the ball. And they're not those type of players and neither is the goalie. It's like working with what you've got, not what you'd want to work with. Yeah. So so, so where do you go from here then? How many, how many games has he got? I've got this thing I do with managers. When I look at every manager in the Premier League or wherever, or our division, 
and there's always a number next to their game. And that number is how many consecutive defeats they can have before they get sacked. Everyone's got a number. Pep Guardiola's got a number. Pep Guardiola's number at the moment. What, what do you think it is? How many games would Pep Guardiola have to now lose consecutively before he got sacked? Five, six. I, mean, I don't think it's that. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't think it is very high. If he lost six, maybe... A bit oh, more I than call that. it eight since yeah, he has won the title. The panic. You know, so, you know, um, what about Mourinho? I'd say it's three. Tomorrow? Oh, his, yeah, one more. Yeah, his thread is pretty... Well, it's third year and his thread is pretty low and he's being pretty miserable, so it's all set yeah. for the all, September combustion. All right. So, so, so what do so you think? Sorry. I, I've got, well, I've got Darren Moore on a rolling five. Okay. I, I think he's always... I, thought, I think he's always five consecutive defeats from the sack. Now, Steve McLaren, I think he might be as low as two now. Two more, you think? The only thing is the loan market. They're making a big play about the loan market. So if they go into the loan market, they've got to give him so many games after the loan market has shut to yeah. see whether it's worked. Yeah. If it wasn't for the loan market, but, then I yeah. think you're right. And he's got an international break too. So Yeah, but I, okay, yeah. that depends on what kind of loan market you have. You know, if you don't if you don't get anybody any good in, then I think he's probably that gets him another three games or four games. If you do get some good players in, then maybe oh blind, I think he's as little as two then. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about Naki Wells and the guy from Brighton Hamid. coming in. Hamid, um, the Israeli forward. So that we are going to bring in two decent forwards, but to me, we, you know, it's deeper than that. That the, the whole club just seems. Fun- just accustomed to losing and listen we've all been there I mean I'm sure Adrian there's been times you've been following West Brom when you had the brilliant years of um, my, my, one of my favourite players of all time is, is Cunningham I just thought he, as a child I loved that man so much Yeah. and that West Brom side and of course you had, you, you had some bad years as well and, but I looked at your bench on Saturday and you can bring on James Morrison who then scored up for the other sub and scored and I'm thinking that's a decent side so are we being too negative about QPR or not really understanding how good West Brom are in some respects? Yeah, but you know, you know, you never know how it's going to change. It's a, you know, as I said, I'm an expert in despair. You know, but Brilliant. we're not out of August yet. <laughs> you know, I mean, we can have another. You know, you could win the next two games, and the complexion changes, and sort of, you know, and who knows, you know, but you know, defeats beget more misery, which begets more defeats. You know, you just, you know, you perhaps you can perhaps you can turn the corner. And so it's Although a you do corner. wonder, yeah, you do wonder what Steve McLaren said to them at half time. I mean, that was I don't know whether he was doing it in his Dutch accent, but whatever <laughs> he said at half time had the had the absolute opposite effect of what he intended. Surely it just looked completely wrong, and he just looked so hapless, doesn't he? I mean, he had he might as well have erected his brolly. Even though it wasn't raining on on Saturday, he that's just, his default look now, looked, though, isn't it? He just looked lost. Yeah. He just looked lost. Didn't we, he? we we played a, a pre, to be fair, we played a preseason game in um, Germany, and it rained like cats and dogs. And to be fair to him, he stood in the dugout and he took it. He didn't go in. He didn't get brolyoed. He took it. Um, the reason on, not only did hang on, not only did he not get a brolly out. If you notice, since the Wally and the Brolly night, no manager in the world ever gets a brolly out. It is just, if, if anyone ever did before, they never do now. Well, they, they never know did before, did they? The managers with brollies. No. Well, that, I mean, actually, that is true. But I wonder what kind of deluge it would have to be. What kind of monsoon-like, Noah's Ark-style rain would have to come out now for Steve McLaren to get his brolly out. It's just not going to happen, is it? Well, he might be managing in India before the year is out. I would say his first well, Irish... Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say his first Irish league game... <laughs> Yes. Now, Adrian, on Friday we talked about the great story of Niles who was in, in Vietnam during the war. Yeah. And um, for our podcast listeners, can you just uh, recap what we talked about for us, please, if you don't mind, and um, how it came about? Well, we came across something I came across donkeys years ago was a, a QPR program from even further back, from November 1969, a second division game against Leicester from memory, where some guy wrote in. Um, saying, um, I basically he said he'd gone to move to America. He emigrated in February '68. By February '69, Housley's Lock is in the U.S. Army, and soon after that, he shipped off to the Vietnam. So he's in the Vietnam War. So 
He's in Vietnam. He's at war, that ghastly war. And he just talks about his beloved Rangers and please could somebody send him any Rangers stuff. And he says if he ever gets back, if he ever gets back to England, the QPR will be where he'll go to first, his, uh, his beloved Rangers. <clears throat> and that, that letter's been on my mind for a while. I thought, well, did he make it? Did he survive? You know, and not only did we track him down, you know, he did survive. He lives in California. He's still a Rangers fan. And we also spoke to the then 11-year-old boy who answered his plea in the in the programme in November 69 and started sending him match day programmes. So he was saying to us how... I said, when did you first... Did you recall first opening this package? And he said, yeah, it was in the middle of a firefight. <laughs> so he was in the middle of a firefight. I don't know how that works. You know, he's firing with one hand and then opening a, you know, opening a package full of QPR programmes with the other hand. I mean, it's just... An absolutely extraordinary story. And he's so, I don't know, he was so deadpan, wasn't he, Paul? The way yeah. he spoke, he was almost as though he wasn't quite aware of, of what he was, you know, of, of the import to us of what he was saying. He was rather matter-of-fact about it. But, you know, it was just a beautiful thing. I'm still determined to get the fella over. I, I think, and I know that Queen's Park Rangers listen to this podcast because we're actually better than the club one, but I'll never admit it. Yeah. Um, and um, if only we had... Millionaires that ran our football club badly at times, but they still run it, and had airlines they could. Act. I'd love, I'd love this to happen. We, we've got to get these guys together for a game because it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, and it was such a wonderful story to, to hear. And and and, and fair play to my colleague on NDR, Steve Russell, who actually wrote it up on the website as well because. That's why, listen, we all support football clubs. We all think we're special. But in the middle of a firefight, and you're looking at your results and thinking, not so bad. <laughs> Beat what, Norwich. What year, what year was it? 69? Yeah, it was second division. We were doing quite well then. We were decent. We won yeah, games. Yeah, we won games. Flipping hell, Adrian. He was the only yeah. one in the firefight smiling. Yes! <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> can, can you imagine? Well, you know, he had a lot of Americans around him. He wouldn't have had a clue what he was on about. But yeah. I'm just... I don't know. That's the soul of football. You know, that... that you know, in the end, it's what it's all about. Of course you it know, is. And what do we want? What do we want from our clubs anyway? Yeah. What do you want from a West, if you're a West Brom fan or a QPR fan? You know, we did it. We got, we, we got as far as we could go. We got up and we got established. We were seven seasons in the Premier League. Mm. Now, first you get up and then you go down and then you go up again. So that's, that's that. And then you stay up, right? And then you, you know, you stay up and you stay up year in, year out. But then... You get to that remaining up phase when you get to eighth, ninth, or tenth, and what next then? Yeah. And when you get to that what next, then you've had it because there is no what next. There is no what next. And when you get to the what next stage, you start slipping backwards and you just regress to the mean and go back whence you came. Yeah, you know, it'll happen to Burnley. It'll happen yeah. to I mean, Fulham. Might have two or three good years. Wolves might have four or five good years. You know, and then. They'll slip back because there is no way. There's no way of getting. There is no what next. And because of financial fair play, it's not even as if you can get Bill Gates buying you or something that. But you'll still keep going. In. We have to keep yeah, going. You yeah, still, you know, you still keep going. I think that's the. I think kind of that's the point. What is mm. it there for? You know, it's there to keep going. In the end, does it matter? Does it matter? You get together. You meet your mates. You go, you either win or lose, you come down. You can't stop going. Sometimes you probably wish you could. But you can't, you go, you enjoy it, sort of family. You know, in the end, I wonder what kind of fantasy we have that we're going to, you know, that, that you know, what, what are we aiming for? What, what do we think? We're going to be a top four side, that we're going to win the title. I know Leicester did it, but Leicester's the exception that yeah. proves the rule. But I think you the know, Cups just, are I mean, important. that's never going to happen again. I think the Cups are important. and Especially the League not, Cup. Yeah, the League Cup... And 67. The, just to the point of, there's some teams that have got to got to finals. If people even got to a, got to a final, it'd be something. Yeah. Okay. But that's something. But actually, is it? I right, think Wigan it is. Win the FA. Hang on. Wigan win the yeah. FA Cup. Brilliant. Get relegated the following week and haven't been seen since. In fact, then drop another division. I'd take that. I'd take that. Cup. Blues win the League Cup, would you? Really yeah, definitely. You know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I suppose perhaps I would. Yeah. Perhaps I would. But you know, the but you know, but what good did it do them? They didn't just 
Pompey. just sort of then, then, then slip away. It can never be taken you know? away from you, though. Like Leicester winning the title, like winning Wigan and Portsmouth. It's the thing of they had that and then they had Europe. So they've got great memories. I, th- I also think it's when you're a kid and you... I mean, I dreamt of seeing QPR win at Wembley. Yeah. I seen them win at Wembley. I, I cried my eyes out. It was brilliant. Yeah. But I also yeah. said lose at Wembley. It wasn't so good. Um, but there is... I mean, you go back, Adrian, and it's a good point before we wrap up the interview up. Um, of why before, I, I, I've told this, many story, this story many times I came to London from Belfast not that you'd ever guess by the accent didn't know anyone so I found my identity at Queen's Park Rangers I made my friends for life you know people who still yeah. know that I stood beside the terraces you make friendships you stay in touch and you, 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 you dare to dream together still even now we're 50 year old men sitting in the pub going and we talk about the worst players and the best players the worst days and the best of days but I think the best of days is sometimes when you're in that kind of you against the world. Do you know what I mean? When you're facing administration, when everyone in the world hates you, wants you to get relegated, doesn't really like you so much, and you're getting tanked away. Um, and I, that's sometimes better than being in the Premiership and just getting beat week in, week Like we did, like you talked about 7 for If I remember when we were in the Premiership the first time, we finished quite high up and we, we were mid-table and we were thinking, be nice to win a cup, be nice to get into Europe. And lo and behold, yeah. we get relegated. We spent 18 years trying to get to where we were in the first place. But, we, but last week, they were going on about the team that lost four goals. And they never mentioned us in 1985 losing four goals from being 6-2 up against Batson Belgrade. Well, they did. Uh, I read about us uh, losing our... No, but, but it was... Yeah, I saw them talking about one team in 85, but they didn't talk about us. It was but, weird. But by, by the way, Adrian, and, and I'm sorry for mentioning Radio 5 as well, that we beat you in the yeah. um, 67, but it's all we've got, mate. It's, it's, that's just it. No, no, and I've watched no, it. I, I, I was three. Be, I don't begrudge you that. <laughs> I don't begrudge you for a moment. You look, you've also got the 1982. Oh, I remember that well. Cop semi-final. Favourite ever game. It was the jammiest flipping goal. Oh, it was his good Andy knee, Robinson though. cleared it. It was uh, his good knee. Didn't know anything about it. Went off his knee into the top corner. Listen, listen Adrian, if Messi had a scored that, it'd be played every day of the week. Uh, um, you know, yeah. it was... See, that's the thing. I remember in Ireland reading these things. and Remember all Football Monthly? You'd read these things. And now the world yeah. is so... I mean, my mate was um, in Ireland, in, in the middle of the hills somewhere, and he said, you know, he got an internet connection, so he watched the goals from Saturday. And he goes, such a change when I was a kid. I used to have to wait a week before I could read the match report. It was so much, yeah. you've got time to settle down and relax. Now everything's so instant. I mean, even even the boiler company that you used to have sponsor you were taking the mickey out of us on Monday morning. It was just bad days. But listen, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. And um, right, nice hopefully all, one oh. day we can get to the van and have a pint together. And so hopefully we'll see you at Loftus Road. I'll see you uh... I'll see you whenever the return leg is. I'm sure you'll have your revenge then. Please, I God. wouldn't be so sure. But listen, <laughs> okay. big man, right. thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Enjoy we really Dublin. appreciate right. it. Enjoy it, Dublin. Have a great crack. Cheers, fellas. Right. Take care. Take Cheers, care. Bye bye. Bye bye. What a nice fella. He's nice, he? He knows his football as well. Yeah. He? Yeah. Um, right. We're going to wrap up soon, so we're going to talk about last night. Um, we've done West Brom. All I'm going to say about West Brom is if them buggers think that winning one or two games is going to make up for the absolute shambles they had. Nonsense. QPR, right? I'm, I'm telling you now, get the addresses of most people that were there last night. Get, you know how to do it. You know who was there. Get them together and make sure you look after these people in some way in W12. Because it's all very nice looking after the, of the, the, the rich people. Look after your fan base. Give give them people something back because what they I don't ask for a refund. No, because I said on Twitter that a refund change, it would totally change the relationship because mm. that's making you a consumer, not a supporter. Exactly. So then your idea of some gesture is totally is we totally can't different. Afford it anyway. I don't well, no, mind paying the money. Listen, listen I'm, you know I'm not going to pay double when they win seven one. So I don't no, want me no, money back I just, when I they lose seven one. I think it's, it's the losing. mentality. Well, and there's losing. I know, but they don't I do, think, they're not losing seven one every week. It's it's an aberration. It's it's something that happened. It's it's the lowest point of the year. It's we're on the way up from that. We only lost three 0 the other night. We're on the way up. We didn't lose seven seven one. We are going to get better. We're not going to lose seven one again this year, guaranteed. It's not going to happen. It happened. It was horrible. It was even more horrible because I came out and got a text from my girlfriend that our dog had died. No. Yeah, yeah, Are you joking? No, it's great, isn't it? Oh, As shit, I was walking to the, the coach. Anyway, I'd be devastated if my dog died. Called Bobby Zamora too. Oh. She was a whole dog. 
you know. But uh, God, the podcast has took a ton for the worst. Yeah, sorry, I'll bring it down. No, We're not going to lose seven one again. So that you know what? It's over. They don't no, have to do anything for me. What, what? They've done enough for me over the years. You know what? So you're taking when, the Wembley and saying Wembley was great. The Hawthorne Saturday. No, but my whole supporting QPR is brilliant. And it's going to happen. It's going to have peaks and troughs. And now we're, we're at the moment when we're in a trough. It's going to get better. They're going to beat Wigan, and I'm not going to be there. So I'm going to be gutted. I'm going to miss it. They're going to beat Birmingham, which I'll be at. I'll fly back to New York. I'll be happy. I'll be getting ready. And we're going to win. We're going to win more than we're going to lose this year. We're going to be all right. I, McLaren's a good coach. We got to, You know what? We can't be getting rid of managers every other week. We can't For those who are interested, I took... Hold to the Weatherspoons before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think it may have but cost him his money. Two pints of Foster's. Lips. I think. I think. I think the thing is. I still think one of the big things is that I don't think he's building on what was given to him last year. At the, he, there's got to be like last night. He tried to do it slightly differently. You can mm-hmm. see that he was pulling back from things. And like I said, only the one ball out. There was more. Ki- there was more kicking. So from that point of view, I think there'd be further further revisions. Okay, there's new yeah. players to come in, but I think he's starting to learn. You can only do so. You've got to do so much with do, these do, players. Do, I'll be honest with you. I think McLaren's lost the players. I'm not one for dramatization sometimes, but looking at last night and the reaction from a seven-one, it wasn't what I would call a reaction at all. It was a more of a a kind of a. We'll, we'll give it a go for 15-20 minutes we'll see how it goes and it, they weren't they're not playing for him but did you think that if we'd gone in one well one well if Washington taken his chance one, if we'd gone in at nil-nil it would have changed it but isn't that what we're doing all the time we're going if yeah but you if, if, if Ezzy scores this or if so and so does this but or just, if we don't concede seven it's a draw but you know, just from the point or, of view mentally wise we go in at nil-nil if you, you've got something to go go on to the game did change by the fact Bristol have gone ahead you know we don't score many goals it's a soft goal to soft, mm. It felt like it went through him. It did. I would take it well if he gave me that. I, you know what? Yeah. I built a friggin' house and scored afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah, plenty it, of time. It, yeah. it, more time than I, And what annoys me is, right, this is my rant. I've held back long enough. Sure of shit, right? Do not be sending people like Manning to Rotherham on loan. Ridiculous decision. Absolutely I, agree. Just unbelievably stupid. Um, you know, I I, I kind of get my head. Can I get that. the only balance? I say that. Do you think he was going to get enough games this season? It, if he doesn't, then the manager's an idiot. I'm, I'm just I'm just putting the question I, I, out. I, I, I don't think that when you're struggling and, and, and you've lost three games and you've played first team football, yeah. you should be loaned out. You get loaned out. Games, yeah. I mean, the, the the next one to go on loan be Young Smith. I'll tell you that now because he's not getting game time and he's still young. And and I just think Young Player of the Year people like Manning is is that not what we were talking about building yeah. these people in bringing them up they're doing the right thing so I built a year saying we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do this and then McLaren comes in bombs them both out ridiculous decision for that I'm annoyed yeah. because I think Manning has a role to play at the club still I think that was my only qu- Sod's law. that was my only question about that is that I thought he wasn't going to get enough game time that the game time he needs to progress you're not going to progress at QPR by playing for someone else. Mm. Well, you should be playing for QPR. Yeah. In my opinion, as a QPR player, he should be there. I mean, right. someone said to me that he, you know, we're, we're playing, we're, we've loaned them to relegation candidates. No, we haven't. They're probably finished mid-table. We're the relegation yeah. candidates the way it stands now. Yeah. You shouldn't be loaning players out on the back of three straight defeats. Mm-hmm. You should be building your squad together. I thought he had a good pre-season too. Played well against Hoffenheim. He's a good I player. I mean that that goal he scored I, against Villa last season. He made he, yeah. he absolutely mullered Terry. But again, he's another player. Another player that needs a run. You need a run of games. Bright needs so many games. Bright, well, Bright Samuel. Yeah, needs to have a game. But Paul Smith, def, because we lack so much pace and we've got a natural wide player there. Don't stop me, Paul Smith. I know, but I'm just saying. Don't stop me, know. Paul Smith. But the, the 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 logic is there. When you see it last night, you're looking at it going. Why is Smith not coming on? And why was Finney's boy Washington playing? Ah, but Finney's, well, the, the games, chances change games. And last night, Finney's boy, Finney's boy yeah, had but, a great chance. But is he playing right behind him? You want someone who's... But, but then is he, is he missing up in that? Washington missed up in that. Yeah, and, it wasn't and, open. And, it was part of, I, was, I seen it was, it was hit very heavily. It, uh, Washington hit that very your hard. Boy, your boy hit it very hard. Uh, but, 
the thing if is, if you call my boy again, I, I'm, I'm going to feel like it's a top father. But the point was, poor old Ezzy was all over the pitch. Either he's supposed to be playing in that from the centre circle out to the box. But it feels like, do you remember how Taylor and Sherry used to be end up yeah, by yeah. the dugout? Yeah. And it felt similar. But, but the thing is, going back, you made a great, the pace thing worries me. I mean, the pace, we don't have pace, and they're our only pace. I, I'll tell you what I think of McLaren's view and Paul Smith. He thinks, ex-part-time footballer, but like Manning, I don't know if they're part-time or not, back where he was, anyway, um, hasn't gone through, hasn't been playing football professionally, brought through the academies, blah, blah, blah. Very enthusiastic, hungry, Wants to play, but McLaren's kind of like, yeah, but he's he's Irish league still. He's he's viewing it from the wrong angle. Um, whereas I'm looking at Paul Smith and I'm thinking, don't play him down the middle. You either play him off the striker or you play him down the flanks because his pace is frightening and he can't do things. I mean, McGee came across from Ireland, was a great player for QPR. Brilliant. Paul McGee you know, went to Sligo Rovers. Same yeah, place as Manning came from Sligo. Exactly. So I do wonder if McLaren's thinking, the, the, wee, the wee lads here, they've come over from Ireland, they're very eager. Um, but they were part time, so they weren't brought through the system. Where he, he I, I just don't know. But it just seems to me that if you're going to get rid of Paul Smith and Manning and then replace him with older 35, 36 year olds, it then goes back on what we're saying and completely takes us redundant of the youth for progress. Well, policy. that talks about the remit then, the remit, and then whether he, whether we don't know what the remit was to him, and whether the whether it's being whether he's challenging the remit. That's another factor. The goalpost been changed now with a met coming in instead of a. Uh, oh, Jesus, that's that, that's, a that's big, artificial. That, 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 yeah. It is. That, that's like you're changing drivers, but the it's same. True, yeah, you, same car. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, Ahmed's a lovely fella. Mm. He's proper. He, he's the sort of person I would put out if I had the worst news ever to tell my daughter about Santa. I would get Ahmed to tell her. What is what, what about uh, Santa? Nah, this is, this is, ah, is a family podcast. What about Santa? Um, and Ahmed is a great face for QPR. He does great things for the community. He's a lovely fella. Mm. Tony's done. He's just he, he, he's he's had it. He's yeah. spent all the money. He's he's got the abuse on Twitter. He's he's had it. He wants to. He, he hung he, out with us in New York one game. And what was he like? Really nice, really personable, chatting away. He was a bit upset because Pav wasn't playing. It was the Forest game that we got hammered at. And he stuck there and he spoke to the lads. He, uh, he offered to buy a drink, but we said, you spent enough money on us. Let's, uh, if I get to New York, buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah, they don't sell cider in that place. But he's, uh, he, he was really, really so uh, was, personal. Good, good, good lad, yeah. See, that's the thing. I, going back to it, people say, is it the same as Blackpool? Is it the same as all these other shysters that take other clubs and run them in the ground and kill them? No, it's not. But if we end up in the same division as them, the result's the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like whether he means well or not. I don't know, but Amit is a face. Anyone who thinks the Midtails are suddenly going to come in and, and bring a load of cash and save us are massively mistaken. Oh, really? It's not oh, going to happen. Oh, I don't think it will happen. I've no inside knowledge. I know nothing about QPR that goes on the inside. But judging from when he was here the first time, I'd be very surprised if they flash the cash. I, I Rich disagree. people aren't stupid. I disagree. I, Rich I think, people I aren't think stupid. Paul. Ride in on a white charger and save us. I'm. Full of crap. Right, we're going to go to the hour's end. Um, no, that's fine. Like, listen, I'm joking. Th- I'm this joking. podcast no, no, should, should, should not yeah. be about being so depressed. And mm. but, but we've kind of conceded seven and three, and we've lost, and we're bottom of the league. And you're kind of looking for things that aren't really there, and you're looking for misery. And you, we're, we're, like Adrian Charles said, we're, we're brothers in misery, sisters in misery, children in misery, parents in misery. And I looked at the crowd last night, and my biggest fear is that everyone's having enough. The empty seats. Yeah, oh, but that's yeah. that's, that's over a few years. It was like a league cup game, wasn't it? it was that's over there. a few years, and it's a real shame because of the positivity. When you left that game against Birmingham, the last league game at home, the positivity, the positivity was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's always worth thinking back to things like that and how that feels. Because sort of like this is very cut to be two home games in and be oh no, we're at home again Saturday. That feeling, that feeling. Is, is really sad when it's still August. I, I had a great text exchange with my daughter. I put this on Twitter. Um, Friday night, she's going to the party. She's nearly 17. Dad, going to the party. Um, I'll stay off the booze, basically, so the kids need to pick her up. Okay, no drugs. I'm terrified of drugs, right? I'll be honest. I'm just young people today, and I'm an old fogey. I'm terrified of drugs. <laughs> exactly. Um, and she replied some kind of weird nonsense of emojis, things all over the place but he said I've never taken drugs I'm not going to take drugs and I won't be taking drugs but it didn't look like that it looked weirdly Russian to me mm. um, and then 
obviously I've gone to West Brom. Um, I've missed her because she's come home late at night and da, da, da. And when the seventh goal comes in, she's like, I don't know if I want to support QPR anymore. Do I have to be? No, I, I, do I have to be a QPR fan? And I replied, yes. And next time you go to the party, get me the frigging drugs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's, and that's what I get, I get really upset. I've took that way in since she was six months old, the Rangers. I've took her all over the place, all over the countries of friendlies. And it breaks my heart to say to her, not saying the Queen's Park Rangers I grew up with, not saying that. She seemed defeat, defeat, defeat. Mm. And she said, Dad, my friends are taking the piss, left, right and centre. I'm used to it's it. Character building, mate. It really character. is. Sure, character building. I wanted to grow up. You know what? We're real what? fans. I'm not a Chelsea fan that started God forgive you. Do not ever ago. come on this podcast. No, well. but you know, you win at Arsenal fans that oh, will go to the Emirates and we'll have a nice... Uh, nice no, uh, I should never do that. Night. You know, all that sort but of But her boyfriend, boyfriend is a Spurs fan and um, he, I, I played this really cool, by the way. I hope she's not listening to this or him. Uh, David Frazier was here now you're going nuts this is my R's end sort of thing whatever and um, he's taken the first one he he won't take the Spurs Liverpool you know the first game of the season at the new stadium because the Egypts haven't built it that's great (laughs) she can't do it so and he's like I'll get your Spurs shirt she's like I'm not QPR so he cancelled it and I'm thinking although she says this I see it in her face and I've more or less done the dad thing, like, even though I was lamb my arse off. So, all right, kid, you don't have to be a QPR fan. I know she is. I know she's there. Because when she goes to dancing, when she goes places, she's got a QPR tracksuit top on, the white one. She mm. loves it. And she's at the club. But what she wants is she wants to face her friends and have something that equals... Stick your fingers up at your friends. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. at the same time, listen, it's it's not... It, it, it's character building. It's it's a character assassination when we want it. But give us back our ranges. Mm. Right, ours end. Ours end. Uh, obviously, last night was the first game that people could pay to uh, watch in uh, this oh, country. Yes, 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 so, yes. Ben, it'd be inter- we'll never know the figures. And I know QPR are one of the 14 clubs that aren't in the I, I, I follow uh, system and it's still through the club site. But it'd just be interesting to know what the effect in August when it's warm and balmy still. People will turn up, but with ticket ticket prices we've got, although I thought £10 as a pricing level was quite high compared to £5 abroad, it'd be interesting to see how that turns out in the end. That was interesting, actually. I was going to talk about that, actually. You stole my eyes end, but don't worry. I'll think of something else. Um, why was that, do you think? Why, why, why bung on the extra favour? I, I don't... I, I suppose they're just... Because it's in in this in this country, they're showing a premium. I don't know if they're saying, "Well, ten pounds will that make people go?" Uh-huh. Depends where you are in the country. Obviously, uh-huh. if you're working away or, or you live far far away, it does the ten pounds matter. But it's more in the people that would go who might not go because they think, "Oh, just watch it at home for ten pounds." So basically, they, they get the money whether they turn up or not. Which is, yeah. is I think they work need more. To be careful with this. So I think it's going to work work more with away games. You're going to see a lot of left hands not going to away games. Oh, God. Because the midweek games are generally the longer... Although Reading's one of the first midweek games, isn't it? So that's not a short trip. But a lot of midweek games are the long game. Well, travelling on the bus... And don't I'm be com- just ready to hear it. Nando's not that nonsense. It's not football. And, it's and, and don't be complaining fun. about overseas fans paying five quid. I think five quid is more than enough, my friend. You know, they'll be, up, very, they'll be up in it to ten quid in a snitch, it, it was, it was No, but I was just showing the difference. I know, yeah. And I used it a lot in South Africa last year and appreciated yeah. it. Is, is that your eyes end? Thank you. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? No. <laughs> If you're a friend of Kevin's, I would, I would say that rather bad, actually. <laughs> All right, jo- John Honey, I, I apologise for Kevin. Sorry, I'll give sorry you a John Honey, uh, Ian Pike. Uh, yeah, Ian and John are two people I must get in this podcast one day. Not just my podcast, it's all our podcasts, mainly Fraser's podcast, um, because he's great. Um, yeah. Hello, David. Um, yeah, we'll get him on the podcast one day. Kevin, thank you so much. Who, by the way, who's your all-time favourite QPR player? Oh, that's boring, it's Stan Bowles. Okay, boring, it's fine. Uh, Mr. New York City my arse end I just want to you know I'm going to keep it short and sweet just like you normally do I want to say hello to all the lads in New York they're a good bunch of lads they're loyal QPR fans who would give their right arm to be at the games but they can't for whatever reasons and uh, I'm sure like me when they when they book a holiday they book it around the fixture list it took my mum a long time to work that one out she thought I was just lucky 
there was like four QPR games and when I'd be at home, you know. Just want to say hello to them and just say, you know, good lads and obviously hello to John Honey because Kev's completely ignored him and John's a good Shocking lad. Behavior, like. <laughs> Shocking. Who's your favourite QPR player of all time? Do you know, I always had a soft spot for Ernie Howe. Jesus, well, was that because of that goal against Grimsby in the FA Cup? Yeah, he was just—he was just so. And Martin Busby because they used to get I so hate abused. Both his leg, though, didn't yeah, they used to get so abused by the fans, and I—I—I I, I, I find it very hard to criticise QPR, find, even to fellow QPR fans. I find it very hard. I'd rather stay quiet. I've never booed at a game. I've never liked uh, QPR players when they've been sold and come back. To me, they're nothing. They're not QPR anymore. There's no none of this like clapping. Yeah, none of this clapping. Oh yeah, well done, Matt Phillips. Well done, no, Julian Hoyler, and all them. No, yeah, they, 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 and they don't deserve it. Examples. I love QPR. I hate criticising them. I'll try not to criticise them. If I have tonight, I apologise to all the optimistic QPR fans out there. And uh, again. Sorry, John Honey. Kev's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is going to set up the Happy Clappers QPR Appreciation Saturday, which I don't think I'll be a member of because I think I'll probably be banned. Um, my hours end is brutally short this week. I, I just want to send my thoughts and, 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 and hopes to a fellow QPR fan and my very good friend, Alan Blue, who's having an awful time. Alan, I'm with you, brother. Raid, there's far more things important than losing seven months sometimes, and Alan knows that. Raid, we're all going to go on... Saturday. God knows why we're going. I mean, what else could you do on Saturday? Westfield? No, that's horrible. I hate Westfield. You go and see a show. Who wants to see a West End show? <laughs> Nonsense. You're not going Saturday because I know you're going I'm Saturday. going Bayern Munich on Friday night against Hoffenheim. Gobshite. You're ignored. Kevin. <laughs> Did you kick me <laughs> under the table? Kevin, we're going Saturday. I want a prediction and I want it fast before Neil punches me in the face. Hello, Neil. 2 2. Okay. I'll t- you know what? The way things are, get that first point on the board. Yeah. Points mean something. 1 0. QPR. Okay. Your boy, Connor Washington. Finney's boy, Washington. Can you stop making me feel like an adopted father? <laughs> I'm probably old <laughs> enough, but I don't want to be yeah. an adopted father. If anyone, I have a beautiful child and a dog. I'm happy with that. And two cats. My prediction is I want us to win. I want to see our pride back. And you know what? You guys went on Saturday and you guys went. Um, last night and everyone that's a QPR fan you are special stop thinking about this nonsense about glory and everything else we are a proper football club we will be back it's a bad week at the office next week let's get them hoops winning again and um, a much brighter podcast thank you guys and you thank are you Lydia and Charles that came on you us we're going to win the league only joking QPR QPR Rangers are on the